step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Brianna Kidwell with her new music, Homegrown and Rhinestone. And uh, today we have our special guest, Brianna Kidwell, and also my co-host from New York, Spencer Drake. Um, so let me bring everybody into the studio. And I just wanted to make an announcement really quickly that this show will be available afterwards on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio on demand under the Indie Cafe. And the chat room is open if you'd like to go in there. And if you'd like to call in, our number is 347-677-1036. And with that, let me bring everyone in because we've got some exciting news besides um, Brianna's amazing new release. 
Um, my co-host in New York has some exciting information that he is, I'm very honored to have him um, tell everyone this. So welcome to the show, Brianna and Spencer. Hey. Thank you. Hey. God damn. So before we start, I know, before we start, um, Spencer, you have some exciting news that I want you to share with everyone because before we start this, I want to see how everyone can see how this ties in with you also, not only you and Judith both designed Brianna's new, um, uh, you know, uh, vinyl cover. I'd like you to tell everyone about your new um, honorarium that you have, so go for it. Oh, thanks, Holly. Yeah, the AIGA is, first of all, people don't know, is if not the top uh, graphic design institution in the United States, and we were honored to win some awards there years ago, and recently they very honored to be interviewed by them on video, and also they have inducted us now in their archival collection. What, what makes this very special is this archival collection encases famous designers all the way back to 1914. And it also, these designers have designed in many different ways in music and other design forms and graphics, so, and with famous names. So I, uh, we consider that a great thing. So it sort of supports being in our other things, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the MoMA Permanent Collections, uh, so forth. So we're very honored that that came into our life. I wanted to bring in a couple of things, and then we'll go into Brianna's life, is that I met Brianna, um, and her music was just off the charts when we first heard it. And um, Judith actually said to me, she's going to be a star. Now, the last time she told me that was Bon Jovi, and and so she's very big. But anyway, besides that, we, we felt we did the album cover for Brianna Kidwell, and we approached it like we try to do with other album covers. What makes this important uh, is that it's not the normal uh, country-western country cover. It's very different and simple. It's literally an incredible photograph by Roy Varga on the front cover with no type, and the type is in the back. It's a beautiful, simple cover, but it breaks all the rules of a country-western album cover, but is beautiful, and it, it's what an album cover should be, and we're very honored to do that with Brianna, and we feel that she's going to be a very big star in Nashville and all over. Oh, awesome. That's so exciting, because I know you work really hard, and I know if nobody knows who Spencer is, Spencer is responsible for creating some of the most iconic album covers and, and is in Thank many you. museums and has been in many museums and also is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So with that, let's lead into Brianna. So why don't you talk about how Brianna, you and Spencer, and how your relationship came to be and a little bit about how <coughs> the music came to be and where you came from and stuff. So welcome to the show, Brianna. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Hey. You're welcome. Hey, Spencer. <laughs> Thank you so Hi, much darling. for that. <laughs> How are you? Good, oh, good, good. I'm excited to be here and talk about this uh, work of art that we've all done together. And um, that's what this uh, album encompasses is uh, the communities that I, community I came from, the family farm and community I moved to, and all the great people I've met along the way. And even now, me and Spencer, uh, I've known Spencer's artwork, and then I met Spencer through Facebook, like I've met many friends all across the world. That's uh, the vision 
for Facebook is connecting the world together. And now we've got Nashville, New York, and L.A. on the line right now. <laughs> so this is the beauty <laughs> of the Internet. I know. That's great. We're bi-coastal, baby. That's what it that's is. That's right. We're, um, bi-coastal. Yeah. I, I remember that third- song. I remember there was a song that was called Bi-coastal. Who was it that did that song? I forgot. It was really a great song, though. I remember I remember reading, hearing that song years ago, but that kept in my head. So I know Nashville's such a, a hip place to be. In fact, Spencer and then myself and a common friend of ours are involved in a film festival that's going to be taking place in Nashville. So we um, are very excited about Nashville. And uh, you're, you know, I just recently had Buzz, Buzz on my show recently. Um, I know that he's been playing a lot in Nashville, so it's really kind of cool. Um, tell me about, you know, a little bit about, you know, I know that you're you grew up. It says you're on a fourth generation family farm in Missouri, and then you moved to mm-hmm. Nashville. And uh, I want to know a little bit about how you got into music and um, what inspired you and who your mentors were. I know that Spencer and I both kind of like to know a little bit more about the background. And I know he probably knows because I know that you and he have a very close relationship. But uh, I know our listeners maybe want to know, and I myself want to know a little bit more about where you came from and how you came to do this amazing music. Yeah, um, it's all it all started um, on a fourth-generation family farm in northeast Missouri, not far from the Mississippi River or where Mark Twain was born, and it's called Shelbina, Missouri, is where I went to school, and we're about 15 minutes from the nearest town in 2000, so we were out um, working on the farm every day after school, and I grew up, I have uh, my mom and dad who are uh, musical, and they uh, they uh, had us kids, and my brother, I grew up with a musical brother, a musical sister, and uh, luckily, I had my older brother who had really good musical taste. I learned a lot of things from him. You know, we were out in the middle of Missouri, and uh, a lot of the stuff we'd hear um, in the farmhouses out there, all my family's farm, you know, you go in and country music's on the radio. You just go in the house, and we're listening to the farm reports, the weather reports, and that just gets, that's just who you are. That's just part of it. You know, you you know the names at the local stations, and so that's a part of it. And then as we, as boomboxes came in, and this would be in the 80s, us kids could have our own boomboxes in our rooms. So <laughs> we, were not, we weren't always listening to the farm radio. If you were the kids, you were listening, <laughs> you were listening to Rick Rubin. And wow, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's so cool growing up on a farm though i know what that's like i mean in the summers i used to go to upstate new york and spencer you know where um you know where new kensington is near watkins Glen and all that yeah i sort of know it's like out in the middle of nowhere it's just like out in the middle of nowhere i love farms it's so it's just so different you know because you're leaving everything behind you know so what's that like for you brianna Mm mm-hmm Oh, it's amazing. I'm still so blessed that I have all my family that still works on the farm. After Even after I moved to Nashville, like I was, for my mother's birthday, the only thing she wanted was for us to go and plant um, all these trees and bushes for the quail. We're trying to help the quail population back in Missouri. And 
And then they're going to be planting wildflowers in these fields to help the bee population. So, oh, nice. Me, yeah, it's it's so I beautiful to get back. Yeah, the bumblebees mm-hmm. they just added to the endangered list. So hopefully this will help. Yeah, I know. Everybody, we all need to do our part. We need the bees, right, Spence? We yeah. need the bees. Yeah. Yep. Brianna, what made you go to Nashville? Uh-huh. Move to Nashville? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's hear Good about question. that. Going to Nashville. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I just got, uh, well, I kind of already knew before I graduated college, I did already know I wanted to move there. And I was visiting um, on spring breaks and things. And, the, and then, um, through college, I was a country music DJ, an old AM country station. And then I also... Um, was doing booking Americana and rockabilly acts uh, with and was blue, and blues jazz and folk. I did a blues jazz and folk committee at Mizzou, so it was kind of kind of yeah that was kind of my thing. And so I was gravitating to somewhere I could still drive to, a city, and then still get back home. And it still had a country city flair where I still felt you know I could I could still have have who I am and be a part of a community and have all aspects of where I came from come with me. And so wow. it was a, so it's been a great fit. I want well, I want you to tell Holly because I know some of these stories. Yeah. But tell her some of the people you've been had in your life. I know you had Johnny Cash in your life, right? You had some, oh, yeah. some stories about, about some people in your life. Yeah. Hollywood like to hear that. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, my first concert, uh, when they opened up the, the Mark Twain Dam, Johnny Cash and his family played a concert. His daughter? Up in, uh, yeah, um, his daughter? yeah, I remember. Is there? Yeah. Uh, she I, cool. I know her. She's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my, the whole family was there because we were all younger. And I remember I was only mm-hmm. five, but I remember everybody oh, wow. was on stage. And so that was my first concert. And then when... I turned 18 going to Mizzou. The first time I really got to be around Johnny, uh, or wait, was I 18? I think it was an all-ages show. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was an all-ages show at this country bar, and Johnny played. And Marty Stewart was there, John Carter, June, uh, Dave Rowe, who played on the album. So I was right there front row center and got to really experience the Johnny Cash experience where they always say he looks into your soul. And that's what I mm-hmm. felt whenever uh, wow. I was at that concert. And he's always been a big influence on me and my music. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So, you know, I mean, we have a common thread here because I know Spencer and I really love Johnny Cash and I know June Cash. That's like, yeah. was such a great <laughs> love affair there. And I mean, I know it was like very tumultuous, but, Also, it was very, uh, it just really created a whole lifestyle. So my whole thing that I talked to Spencer about earlier was I really, you know, this whole thing with music in Nashville and everything is a lifestyle. Don't you agree, Spencer? I mean, it's like. Yeah, true. It's a whole different lifestyle. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I know just talking from people in Nashville when they're going to see people play and people that live there and, you know, other people besides just um, Ava, who um, Spencer is doing the film festival with and myself, I, you know, her being my friend and being a judge, 
It's just we know a lot more that's going on there. Like we have common friends that play there, and everybody loves playing Nashville. Um, right. right. Do you go out at night? Do you go to listen to other people play? And do you get ideas from that for, with your own music and mm-hmm. stuff? Well, in my twenties, I really did because when I moved to Nashville, I had a great friend, Manuel, who's the fashion designer to the stars, the rhinestone Rembrandt. Uh, I became oh, really wow. good friends with him. And I was so lucky. He said, I'm going to show you a whole different world. And he knew the best places to go in Nashville, the best places to eat. He just showed me what the cosmopolitan city life was about. And that comes out in his art, his be- the beauty that he sees in life. And so he really influenced me by getting out and I'd go see maybe, you know, to a jazz jazz bar or piano bar that uh, he would want to go see because he dressed Sinatra, he's dressed the Stones, he's put Johnny Cash in black. So he's experienced all these, these this different lifestyle coming from L.A. So he really showed me that, and uh, it um, really influenced who I was as a per- coming from the country girl into the cosmopolitan city girl, too. Uh, Manuel showed me... <laughs> A different way of life and so I go and hear a lot of different music and I take him to see some of my friends like Nine Pound Hammer who are the country country punk guys and we went to their show and we just influenced each other and I take him down to the honky tonks and we would just have so much fun dancing and that's what we do and everybody would just come down and and have fun with us and that's what it was all about in Nashville just creating even more of community and uh, nice experience for everybody coming to town. They could see Manuel out there dancing on the dance floor, and that was part of the Nashville experience. But that music wow. and the honky tonks, and just being around Manuel and the words he said, everything that happens in my life influenced me. It influences all of us, and every I put everything into the music. Um, my music spans from my um, early twenties to um, Right as the week before we were recording the album, uh, I wrote the song In the Garden, and that was the the last song I wrote for that album the week before. So it spanned from, like, when I moved to Nashville in 2000, um, I was 20, 21, up until the last couple of years. So it's kind of Tell us about the album, mm-hmm. Brianna. Tell us about the people playing and the real, you know, the by and, and the really interesting things about your album all right oh i'd love to it was recorded at the cash cabin where johnny would go record in june and Mm. a lot of the music we hear comes from there and it has a beautiful sound it's a log cabin that june it's amazing the feel i get just you can feel certain special people around there it's a very spiritual place for me um I got to rock in Johnny's rocking chair and <laughs> record where oh, I recorded. <laughs> so beautiful. And what the the land there at the Cash Cabin is where Roy Orbison, it's a very special oh, love sacred Roy. place. Jeez. Oh, mm-hmm. And they were neighbors, and they lived out on Hold Hickory really? Lake. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it's a special uh, lake where a lot of the country stars go fishing. And mm-hmm. when... Roy's boys, some of his boys were younger. Um, the house 
burnt down and two of Roy's boys died. And um, Johnny Johnny um, bought the land from him and he said, Roy, the only thing we're going to do here is um, we're going to make it a special place where only good things will grow. And they put orchards and and uh, it just became symbolic of his friendship and his love for his friend because Johnny knew growing up, growing up, you know, when he lost his brother, what it was like. So um, it's just a special place where only good things grow. And that's what um, the feel I wanted to come out in my song. The final song that I wrote was in the garden and it talks about yeah, where only yeah, good yeah. things grow. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so the producer who worked with Johnny and June is Chuck Turner, and he is oh, just nice. an amazing person. And um, then we also had, um, let's see, well, who got me to there when I was in my 20s? Dave Rowe said, You need to record it to Cash Cabin, and he was Johnny Cash's bass player. Wow. And he, he is. He is amazing. He's like one of the biggest businessmen in town. And um, him and Kenny Vaughn, um, Dave Rowe played upright bass, and Kenny Vaughn played rhythm guitar. And then we also had Rick Lanow, who played with June Carter Cash on drums, and my friend Brandon Henniger, who does a lot of production. And uh, we he was in the Rhinestone Revolution band with me when I played a few years ago. And also... Sarah Pizal from the Pizal Sisters did the background vocals, and and then that's us. And every song on there um, was written or co-written uh, by me. And we also have the first co-write that I know of, and Manuel knows of, I believe, by Manuel the Taylor, the fashion designer in town, because he <laughs> gave us a line. <laughs> <laughs> now wait a minute! Don't we have a friend Kevin uh-huh. Smith on there? Uh, Brianna, we Kevin sure- Smith. We sure do. Kevin Smith, he knows everything about um, the Rolling Stones and Manuel, and he's just working on world music, but he's a, definitely a historian. And uh, he was, he, we, me and Kevin have worked together quite a bit over the years. He, he's one of the first uh, producers I've ever worked with, so he's a special friend to me too. So we had, it's just a tight-knit community on that album. And I'm so glad hey. that we've got, you and Judith on there, doing, making it all come alive and into Thank you. Thank you. artistic yeah, form. It was a pleasure. It's a pleasure because you know what, your your mind was open to creativeness, and we felt that. And you know, it's like Spence and Judith just go off and do what you're doing, and that's that's the way we like to work and have people respect that. And you did, and it turned out to be a really nice cover. It's getting good feedback, right? So that's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sure is. You know. Brianna, what I wanted to ask you was, what kind of music um, did you listen to as a young adult? Yeah, good question. Uh huh. That is. Yeah. Really, um, my forte uh, was always old country because it's what I knew and around my great grandparents and grandparents and even my parents. And then, but me, um, the first song I ever played on guitar was the Carter Family, and then. I was working on REM and grunge was coming in with Nirvana and then Green Day. And uh, I really got influenced too by Sonic Youth because <laughs> my dad doesn't like this story, but <laughs> when I got grounded, <laughs> I, I scrape out all the pig pins listening to Sonic Youth. So, <laughs> 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 the perfect. 
perfect album to listen to when you're scraping out pig pins. So <laughs> to me, I think it's a funny story, and I hope he likes it because I love my daddy. But, uh, but yeah, that's really influenced me, too, because at 15, 16, I kind of went through my own time. And that's even when I wrote Johnny Cash, and he sent me an autographed picture, you know. So he was kind of always there. Um and helped me through some stuff, I had, you know, as a 15 or 16-year-old girl, especially if you're, like, a little bit different from where you grow up. Because sometimes people knew, you know, I'll oh, just Brianna, you know, she's, like, the punk rocker. She wears the stripes. or And she's still a country <laughs> girl, but she, she'll wear Chuck Taylors with her FSA jacket. <laughs> I, I mean, what makes, to me, what makes mm-hmm. Brianna so amazing, and, and this is when she started talking to me about punk, and I said, what, a country western singer into punk? And, and, and she's open to all this music. Now, the thing, Holly, this is what i got to tell you, and, and nobody knows this, but I think I can talk about it, or Brianna can talk about it. The next album is really interesting, and this is your forte, Holly. I'm going to tell you this. She's getting into reggae, right? Reggae. Oh, yeah. Nice. See? And nice. Holly knows a lot of great reggae people in her life. Yeah. That's amazing. That's great, Brianna. That's cool. We just talked about this on our show on Wednesday, how we were talking about uh, how punk rock really is a is a way of life. Like we say, you know, the mod movement is a way of life. Um, punk rock is a way of life. It's not just about the music. It's about being able to say truth. It's very punk rock, just being that way. Right, Spencer? And uh, Yeah, true. Then we, very true. Yeah, and... Uh, we were talking about how um, it's a way of life. So, yeah, the reggae um, music is a way of life as well. I mean, it's like you're going to infuse this with country, which is kind of cool. I think that's uh, very interesting. Very interesting. I'll be very interested to hear that because I've heard some of your other songs, and um, I have them, and I thank you so much for sending those to me. And I have to tell you, I love the cover. It's very the cover of the album, um, the artwork, and the photo. Who did the photo photography on the cover, um, Ben? Mm-hmm. Oh, Roy Varga, who was chosen by okay. Brianna. Actually, Roy did some shots of Brianna. Actually, it was on Facebook I saw, and then she sort of brought him into. She had these shots that he did of her, and that's what makes it. What What's really amazing is that. There were all these vertical shots, and he shot a whole set of her in the square format, and that's what makes the cover. And um, he's a great photographer. Tell us about Roy, Brianna. Uh-huh. Oh, Roy is amazing. He is like what the original Vargas girls were to America. I love him. Roy is, yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the vision Roy is extending into photography. He. Right. um brings out the best in all the women he photographs all over the world. And um, I believe I'm going back to get another shoot by him in June. But he really? um, he makes these amazing hot rod and pinup photographs. If you see if you see an amazing one. Yeah, at, I can see the, your hair name. looks great in that picture. Oh, my God, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I love the pictures. They're just, uh, yeah. they are very pinup. They are very pinup, yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. I didn't interrupt Roy's vision. No, no, mm-hmm. that's totally, that's Roy's vision. And he is making great artwork and he's from LA. So we've got the LA, New York, Nashville connection again. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I just love the pinup photography that he does. 
Do you like, um, did you ever look at the um, pinup photography? Um, his pinup photography obviously is very iconic, um, you know, and I've seen a lot of other pinup photography. And this one here, though, is really cool because it not only captures just your spirit in you, um, it captures, you know, with the album covers out there and then the guitar. Whose guitar is that, by the way, in the uh, picture? Is that your guitar? Uh-huh. The black, oh, the, nice. the Fender, that was, mm-hmm. uh, it's my guitar, but it was owned by Rosie Flores. So the Rockabilly oh, nice. Billy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So me and wow. me and Rosie, yeah, I went on a couple nice. tours with Rosie. And, and so it's just my homage to... You know, the people that have helped me get to where I am today. And I like having things around me that are from special people. Wow. Um, you know, what I wanted to say about that was um, I know Spencer and I just recently had somebody on with her guitars, um, her guitar book. Now, aren't you going to be in right. that um, book? Oh, yeah, that, she is. Or... Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lisa Johnson. Didn't she get in touch with you, Brianna? Lisa uh-huh. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're gonna meet. We're we're planning on meeting at Nam this summer, so I'm super Great. excited to meet Great. her, and see her mm-hmm. vision. She sounds so amazing. So I'm looking forward to this too. Good. That'll be so cool. Yeah. Because and the then guitar um, is also, mm-hmm. sorry. yeah, no, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the guitar book is just so it was just so fascinating to both of us and. Uh, Spencer and I were just blown away with the photography in it and the way that it was put together. And uh, so he has quite a few people that he knows as well as myself and then yourself that would Mm -hmm. be such a great addition to her book or second book that she's coming out with. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. So Brianna, what are you currently working on? Let's talk about that besides uh-huh. your new release. What are you currently working on now uh-huh. besides I now hear about the reggae thing? So mm-hmm. let's talk about that and let's get your websites out too and stuff. Sure. Um, my friend David Gideon is producing from Gideon House Music. He lived in Jamaica and has worked with a lot of Jamaican artists and has done reggae music for years. He grew up on the farm in uh in uh tennessee summertown tennessee and he uh lived out in california all over and he is one of the great a great reggae producer great musician and he also does and now his he's doing a lot of country music too so it kind of intersected and he um is he's producing a track with me and brigadier jerry the original um one of the original you know, ragamuffin DJs that in Jamaica, he brought country music to Jamaica. He is such an amazing person. He grew up on the countryside of Jamaica and now he tours all over the world, bringing reggae to the people of the world. And this track is called this country gal is going to Jamaica because in Jamaica with Patois, we have a few words that intersect too, like this country gal and howdy, howdy do is what they say in Jamaica. So I'm, anytime I try to study the music and the culture or um, a place that I want to travel and visit, then um, it all goes together. The art, the language, the culture, the food, 
it's all a part of the people. Oh, the food's amazing, huh? I mean, you know what I should do, Spencer, is put her in touch with my friend, Mishaya. She goes over oh, to Jamaica yeah. all the time. And you probably know Mishaya and Carmelita Harris. They they host a lot of the reggae festivals. Like, I had Taddy P. I've had Mikey General. Oh, you I've had, yeah, you know, all these different people on my show. And what was really cool about doing the reggae series, Brianna, was this. And you'll 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 know you'll understand this, and Spencer will too, because I know Spencer worked on reggae albums at Island Records, right, Spence? Yeah, yeah, I did very much. Yeah, um, uh, they love. One day um, I called, and it was supposed to be Mikey General. Well, there was like six of them in the studio when I called him, and they were all there, and they were all like really high profile, um, you know. Uh, you know, like Intervisions and all these people that, you know, are, like, doing reggae. And um, they love to do jingles. And you know that, right? The jingles are their thing. And it was so yeah. funny because they can sing on cue. They can just sing, like, right in the phone. And, and most of them, what's really ironic about all of it is almost every one of them were, had sung in a church choir growing up or um, had done something related to a religious aspect of singing where it all came from the heart, you know, with John, you know, stuff like that. So it was just, like, really interesting to hear the stories and everybody talking about it. So for you to talk about, you know, doing this whole thing with Jamaica and all the amazing things, um, were you aware of who Mikey Dredd was or who Mikey Dredd is? I should know, but I don't know if I've listened. I don't. I don't yeah, think I am. Yeah, Mikey Dredd um, basically worked with the Clash, and we worked with awesome. them over in Germany. And he was working with the Clash when they started to infuse reggae in with UB40, and then also with uh, uh, is it no with No Doubt when he started to infuse oh. that. And then his song was in Fifty First States. Remember Fifty First States? Remember the song, the reggae song that was in 51st Dates, that song was him and uh, and then Seal recorded some of his stuff because Seal was starting to do some of the reggae stuff so, you know, that leads me into like something that Spencer and I like to know um, you've played with so many different people and I'm sure, you know, that I mean, there's other people that you probably want to play with, we both probably want to know who you, you know want to play with and why if it could be anyone mm-hmm. Oh man. Um uh well my next uh my next album, my vision was going to the Marley studio even before Oh nice. Um, yeah. I'm very influenced by the Marleys. My brother listened me and my brother the Marley brothers were listened are amazing. To, yeah. Mm-hmm. They influenced me, Ziggy that's the thing, Ziggy, Steven, they all influenced us growing up they were out in california but we still heard that in missouri my brother found this music called ziggy ziggy marley and the melody makers and they influenced these country kids and they were so beautiful like it's cosmic you know and those kind of things like you hear these sounds on the radio going to school and it's just uplifting and you can feel that in reggae music and that's also what I want to happen in country music. Like, you know, the inspiration, all the inspirational songs. 
um, they come from a special place and it like I've heard them, heard people say in reggae, anyone can pass the reggae. I mean, you can pass the reggae song. Reggae is always going to live. You just got to be the instrument. Like everyone can do it. It's kind of like with country music, you know, we can all do country music, you know, and the, um, the thing I love about the Marley's is the positiveness that they always sang about the unity, the one love, and that's a vision for the world. And they've continued carrying that from what they've learned from their father. And it's just, it's influenced the world. And we're lucky to know Yeah, them. absolutely. And Have you ever been to a Marley Brothers concert? No, I, I haven't Oh, yet. my God. I have to tell you. And, Spencer, you'll laugh at this one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing already. I love it. Be there a moment. You're going to love this one. Okay. <laughs> So I went, I went, <laughs> you're going to laugh your ass off, Spencer. Okay, I went to this Marley Brothers concert. <laughs> I can't even talk about it without laughing. Spencer, you've got me laughing. In Long Beach. Okay, okay of all places, right? <laughs> and yeah. So, I mean, I love them. But, I mean, you know, the you know, and it's really cool, the people that they attract and stuff, because it's people right straight across the board from all different backgrounds. But I walked into this room, you couldn't even see, because there was so much smoke in the air, because people were smoking blunts and uh, passing tequila around the room, bottles of tequila, and smoking blunts. And um, it was like just a lifestyle, I guess. And um, they were on the stage, all of them, just right in front of the stage, just waving the flag back and forth. And I swear that room was so hot because there were so many people in there and the music was just so uplifting, but contact high kind of thing. You know what I mean? It was funny. Um, <laughs> that was my, that was my first experience of a Marley Brothers concert. And then, um, and then working with them was just one-on-one, you know, with them just separately away from doing a concert and actually interviewing them and talking to them and, getting to know different people that they worked with and stuff um, like Junior Marvin and, you know, stuff like that. It was just so interesting to hear it because I loved it. It was like, um, like I said, it's like going to Jamaica was a trip um, because I got to see the, the real life. And then I got to see, you know, the glorified, you know, what some people have, like when they live in Montego Bay or whatever, you know, it's a little bit further up, but just Jamaica itself is, you know, in the music and the lifestyle, it's just so real, you know, it's just like very down to earth. So I can understand how you can get so uh, attracted to that. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Yeah. But um, so many beautiful people, so many, that's what we talk mm -hmm. about in the song. All the beautiful people remind me that we are all one, and that's mm -hmm. the part. That's one of the lines. And yep. then it's bless up, yeah, all the time. You know, uh, you know. Or have you been called um, uh, your my queen? Have you been called my queen yet, or anything like that? It's like yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the thing. Even, Every woman over there mm -hmm. is a queen, I, even though it's not figuratively. That's how they look at women, and that they are the queen, and they're to be, you know, um, honored that way. 
So it's kind of a beautiful thing. I, I really loved being there. And, uh, you know, um, it is really different. And, you know, I'm really glad you're going to do that. Um, I was been hearing so much, though, from Spencer. And then when I heard the music and I actually got your um, album, it's just such a beautiful statement. I, I really love the artwork and the colors and just the way it, the way the um, it was designed and everything. And I know Spencer, you wanted to talk, you wanted to say a little bit about how the how the front was just a picture and stuff like that. Yeah, it was like I think what happened. Beginning? It was kind of like uh, the Joan Jett jump shot on a very iconic cover that we did. It's mm-hmm. like no type on the front. And when <clears throat> when I saw Vargas stuff, I started thinking. I said, he's got some great shots. I said, I wonder if we could do a cover, if he's got this outrageous shot that we could do this cover with no type on the front. Because I wanted to, like I said before, I wanted to break the rules of album cover, especially Nashville. They always have a, actually, they're, they're very amazing because their covers are really not exciting. They just have type and a picture of someone holding a guitar. And I said, I don't want to do that one. But he took this shot of her, and, and, and what's really simple is she's on her knees, and she's got she's playing the guitar that. on these on these uh, 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 albums are strewn underneath her, and I thought that was a really amazing setup, very different, you know. So I wanted that. That's what made the shot and the colors really. He's really got a thing with color too, and she's got this great smile. I mean, everything was just boom, you know, just worked out. It, but but the irony is is that he did without setting this. Usually we set up with a photographer, all of us. It was it was these shots were done already, and he just happened to have. And I, I think Brianna said, "Look at the shots of me uh, on my knees." And I didn't know what she was talking about. And and ironically, I don't know if she she was thinking about it, but that's those are the shots that fit in a square. The other shots can't mm-hmm. fit in a square, and that shot automatically fits in a square. And I said, "That's it. No type. Boom. Put it all in the back." <laughs> and that, and that's you know it's interesting, Holly. That's the thing about today. It's not like you're forced into a plane where the record companies control what you put on that cover in some way, where the type goes and how it looks and their legality. Independent artists now can create their own covers and do it out of the box, all, no rules barred. And and uh, that's what helped us uh, to create this thing. And, and it's part of her image now. That photograph is going to be a, a just by itself is an image of her, which is very interesting, without without real type. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it makes a statement on its own, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that that oh. is just so cool. Um, oh, thank you. You know, yeah, I, I mean, when I saw it, yeah, it was great. Hey, I just got some breaking news, guys, on my uh, phone. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if you want me to say it. I know Spencer will. Um, uh, this is like NPR. They, they, Holly is like yeah. NPR right now. They awesome. didn't pass They didn't pass the uh, bill, Obamacare. All right. In effect. Yay. All right. <laughs> One more. One more. One more kick in the ass for Trump, right? Oh, that was great, Holly. I love that one. I love it. (laughs) I had to tell you, I just got it, and it was just like, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so fabulous. (laughs) Not that that has anything to do with uh, the show, but it has everything to do with the world, we want to say, right right. now for the world out there. But um, 
So, Brianna, um, are you currently planning on going on tour? Sorry, I just had to say that because I mm. got that, and I, I needed yeah. to announce that because I knew Spencer would really love that. Um, well, thank you. Oh, and yeah. I hope all my listeners out there, and again, anyone that's listening live, if you uh, want to listen to this show again or miss the beginning or um, would like to download it, it'll be on iTunes probably within a couple hours, and then it'll be available on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio, under the Indie Cafe. Um, on demand. You can download it as an MP3. Or if you're listening live, thank you for tuning in. And uh, and everyone in the chat room, thank you for tuning in. And Brianna, why don't you let everyone know how they can purchase your mm-hmm. um, new um, album and also your website. Well, um, my website is... Uh-huh. Sure, yeah, it's briannakidwell.com and then I'm on Facebook too. So... That is what we're doing. We're just kind of doing a grassroots thing right now and still shopping for a label for it. So if anybody Ooh, hears a really? – Yeah. Yeah. Hey, still looking for a label. Yeah. Wow. Quite possibly. Spencer, we've got to do something about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that there. Yeah. So if anyone's listening that um, would likely or has anyone that they know of that would like to have this in their um, catalog of music, um, make sure you either get in touch with Brianna. Brianna, how's the best way to reach you? Um, you uh, let's see. You can just... Anyone can email me at uh, Brianna Kidwell, B-R-I-A-N-A-K-I-D-W-E-L-L, at gmail.com. Okay, That's cool. easy way. Or Facebook. Facebook's good, connecting the whole world. I've been talking to my friends all over the world. Just want to send a shout-out to all my friends all around the world. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's uh, awesome. I'm, yeah, there's and a, then how would they how would they mm-hmm. get your um, album? Um, right now, I'm just doing it myself. So just come through me and uh, message me, or or uh, that's just how I'm doing it right now until uh, I possibly find a label because uh, I think that's the avenue I want to go right now. So there's a couple of different labels I was thinking of, but you know, the whole world's a possibility. So. That's where awesome. I'm at with it right now. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, tell me about your song, Sending My Love for Nashville, uh-huh. that we opened up with. And we're going to be ending it with More Than Rhinestones. So let's talk a little bit about um, both songs. First of all, um, Sending My Love from Nashville. You want to talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that? Yeah. Um, that song was actually written with um, my friend John Sturdivant Jr., who is Kitty Wells and... Kitty Wells was married to Johnny, and he was the uh, famous from the famous duo Johnny and Jack, who played on the Grand Old Opry. Kitty Wells as well. So Johnny runs a Kitty Wells studio, and I recorded out there, and we would write songs out there. And so we wrote that song, "Sending My Love from Nashville," kind of as a homage. Um, the energy I felt from him was his Meemaw, he calls her Meemaw, and. Uh, his grandma Kitty and my great grandma, they always wear gingham. They were in that generation. Um, 
the 40s, uh, Depression era, right after the Depression era, if you were wearing gingham, that was just, that was country cosmopolitan right there. As oh, a guy. really? I mm-hmm. love gingham. I love Isn't gingham. That, I have some, oh, I do. I really do. I have gingham tablecloths and gingham aprons and <laughs> don't get me started. Spencer knows <laughs> I love aprons. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. So, so continue. I'm sorry. So if you, no, wore, no, if you awesome. were wearing gingham, I'm sorry uh-huh. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but um, if you were wearing mm-hmm. gingham, okay, mm-hmm. that was a sign. That was, and that was like the and my song, She Wore Gingham, I say that's um, my great-grandma was my great-grandpa's country queen, and oh, she, nice. all she wore was gingham. And so that's what Kitty Wells would wear, and we just connected on that level where we had that, you know, I was lucky enough to be blessed enough to know that generation and live on the family farm. And so we connected and wrote this song, Sending My Love from Nashville, about my new community, and he brought me in to that community of the country stars and we sang about what we knew i would sit and listen to the opry with my grandma on saturday great grandma on saturday nights and he would be at the opry i'm sure with his great with me so we just wrote that song about someone sending a postcard to their to their grandkids and, and um you know they went to nashville they got to sit in the grand old opry at the ryman and then one day that person ends up on stage there singing to their grandma who's not around physically in form, but you're, she's still there with you. And that's the beauty of that Opry stage is all the people that are still around and like Bob Marley's studio, they say the same, like Johnny Cash's, these special places on earth. The Grand Old Opry is one of them. And, and then we also sing about, you know, when he first moved to town, you got to get your Manuel suit. And then there's the Marty Stewart show that everybody loves to play, and he has the jamboree in the summertime. So we mentioned that, too, all the good things. The Midnight Jamboree was also another thing about Nashville. The Nashville that I knew, after the Opry, everybody go at midnight, and you'd see one, of, one or two of the people that played at the Opry would play a free show for people that wanted to stay up till midnight, and they'd broadcast that. And I got to do that as do time hanging around with my friend Charlie Leuven and they used to play over there and the Leuven family and they're one of the great peoples of great families of country music as well so I've been really blessed to be around great families and that have helped to bring me in and show me uh show me how it's done in the music business it's such it's a it's a lifestyle too so that's my song sending my love from Nashville and that's just how we are. We they say keep Nashville nice because that's what we always want to be. We want to, like my mom said, be nice. You know, just create more more heart and more love in the world, and and we just keep sending that out and um, making our way for the positive day, as Bob Marley said. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. That's right. So what about more than rhinestones? I can I can guess mm-hmm. what that might be because you're you are more than rhinestones, meaning. Like, okay, so me thinking more than rhinestones means that you're more than just country. You're more than just, mm-hmm. is that, am I getting that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's almost, yeah, like we're more than our job. We're more than, mm-hmm. we're more than who people see us to be. We're more than that. We're all like the spiritual being. We're like 
when my sis, I had a sister that passed away, and one thing that really helped me was when uh, uh, some like uh, the the Inuits would say that mm-hmm. when your loved one passed away, they go up to the stars and they're looking down on you to know to make sure you're okay. They're always watching over you, and that's what helped me to get to that point, and that's what. I love to wear rhinestones and the people on the stage that I've looked up to from the, you know, from the 1940 stars that out in Hollywood, you know, Rose Maddox, they'd wear their rhinestones on stage and they glitter like stars. But even more like growing up out in the country and every night you have this blank, you know, black velvet sky with diamonds thrown across it. That's what this song is about. It's like, Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Is we are all a star, and that's what it's all about. We're more than rhinestones, even. We're all a star, and we're all special, and that's what that song's about. The people that I looked up to were the country stars, and they'd shine just like the stars up in the sky. And my baby sister that passed away, she's up there, too, you know? And, uh, so people all over the world, even the, my friend who's a Bedouin, they follow the stars. The stars guide them home. So the stars are special to all of us all over the world. And we all have our mm-hmm. own stars and our music. And that's what I want to bring into it, you know, that um, all of us all around the world are special. And that's what this song is about. We are. Every one of us. Yeah. yeah, we all have our own story to tell. I mean, it's it's uh, very interesting. Have you written any songs for your sister? Mm-hmm. She, her yeah. name was Daisy. <laughs> she had it's kind of sad. I usually like to write happy is it, songs. Is it, gonna, is it something you don't want to talk about? I won't bring it up no. if it is. Oh, I'll, I'll okay. talk about her all day long because I miss talking to her. So I gotta have some. I gotta have something to talk about now. Because <laughs> your sister is who you always talk to. So for me, um, her special song right now that I've written so far is called Daisy, and her nickname was uh, Daisy Ray. Her name was Kelly Ray. With I and she, so her nickname was Daisy, Daisy Ray. So she was, she was our little Daisy. And so yeah, I, uh, we just, we just had a special bond because everybody thought we were twins growing up. We were only two years really? apart. Really? Oh mm-hmm. wow! I miss my oh, little buddy. That's but beautiful. I'm lucky, I'm lucky I have that everybody. Is. You know, we're lucky when we have that family is. and. Mm-hmm. And friends. We're lucky. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's beautiful. We're, lucky. We're all lucky who we still have. That's what I got to look mm-hmm. at too, you know. Right. It's about right. living. We all got to keep, keep going, be appreciative of who we have exactly. around. You know what I wanted to ask you was um, something that I know Spencer would probably be interested in too, and maybe Spencer's even thought about this. Do, are you thinking, do you think about doing any music for any film or TV? Have you been asked? I would love, not yet. I would love to. If anyone wants to use the stuff off my albums, they are more than welcome. Just email me. <laughs> and but that'd I be kind of cool, to, like, Spencer. Yeah, it would mm-hmm. be. It's a good idea. You brought this up. It was a very good idea. You brought this up. I think that uh, I could see this music being, you know, incorporated in maybe some movies or moments or whatever, you know, background music mm-hmm. and certain kinds of things. That's kind of cool. 
Yeah, I'm really yeah. excited about having you on today, and uh, I want to thank you for calling in. And, and you're in Nashville today, correct? Ah, uh, yes. Uh-huh. I sure am. Nice. Uh, so, and um, I guess I, I remember I did have one rhinestone man is in one movie. My friend wrote The Red Pearl, Stacy Barton, and it is uh-huh. in one indie, indie film so far. I do remember that. Yep. So I do have oh, nice. rhinestone man in one. So, Ooh, so there yeah. we go. So there you go, Spencer. We've got a little credit yeah. there on um that we need to put it, together on it. her bio. It's yeah. gonna, you know, you guys are going to be working together. That'd be great. You yeah. know, I like to forward. like to see her music maybe appear in some other things. Um, so what mm-hmm. I wanted to say was uh, before we end our show today, um, is there anything that we haven't discussed that you would like to discuss, Spence? No, I think we kind of covered it, you know. I think, um, I, you know, what really gets me is the album has such a, a pure feeling of the grand old opera mm-hmm. that's really me, and um, she's got it all together. Brianna's got it all together. You know, it's just from her heart. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. She always has this little heart. This heart is a big thing with her, which is which is so beautiful. And she likes to show the heart, and that's what she is. She She radiates that in her music. Yeah, I can. I I I felt that when I was listening to the other yeah, songs, and yeah, you trickled you down did. to me, uh, uh-huh. Brianna. Um, the other ones besides what we're playing today, uh-huh. the ones that you sent me, they're beautiful. They're really really Thank cool. You. I love the lyrics. Um, yeah. You write a lot of your own music. Oh, that's what you want to know. Who played on this album with you? Uh huh. Um, I had. I was so lucky uh, that I had uh, people that worked with Johnny and June and. Uh, I had, let's see, Dave Rowe, who was Johnny Cash's bass player, was he's one of my greatest friends, and Kenny Vaughn, who's an amazing guitarist. He uh, He's played with so many people, and he's on a lot of albums from L.A. to all over the world. A lot of the music you hear um, Kenny Vaughn plays on, too, and him and Dave Rowe are a good partnership in Nashville to do a lot of records together. And Rick Lanout. Uh, played with June Carter Cash and Sarah Pizal from the Pizal Sisters. They were in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? They were the girls oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. were in the river. Yep, they were the mm-hmm. little girls, that, the nymphs, or is that, was, is that the right word? <laughs> the nymphs, the, the angels in the river. The, they were uh, amazing singers, the sisters. And then um, Brandon Henniger uh as well he's an amazing producer in nashville he does a lot of records too and new music he's always pushing new boundaries as well and chuck turner my fabulous producer he does things for johnny and june and loretta lynn and just every everybody that goes to the cash cabin is lucky to have that experience chuck's there and he's the the main guy oh wow so that's kind of cool that is really cool, um, Spencer. What do you think about that? That's that's very, oh, yeah, very it's really cool. cool. It is. I totally we were, agree. Um, we, yeah. we have some shows coming up too that um, maybe you want to announce um, that we have coming up in the next couple weeks. I'll tell I'll tell you what's interesting. We've got this museum coming in. Um, it's called the Inter- Interesting Museum. It's like uh, Denny mm-hmm. Daniel has in New York which has some really cool stuff like 3D uh, visual uh, items and uh, all 
all sorts of antique stuff. Uh, it's hard to describe. It's like an out-of-the-box museum with unusual artifacts. And I think what's a really great show we have definitely coming up uh, a week after is Ed Stassium. And Ed is mm-hmm. a major engineer on some of the biggest albums with Sire Records and other great people did it and has done a lot with Clem Burke's group um, with their new album mm-hmm. and other major musicians. That'll be a really interesting show because he has a background in music that's that's unbelievable, Ed Stassium. And uh, hopefully Clem will call in. He's trying to get Clem Burke to call in. So that would be good. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I, yeah. I'm working on that with us, and, and I think... Um, I don't know. It goes down the line. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, great shows coming up uh, that we have online, you know. Yeah, no, it's it's great, and I'm really glad that Brianna, you're here, and Spencer. I'm really glad that you brought Brianna onto the show, and uh, oh, it's great. I wanted Thank you. to say that I'm glad you're here today too, because I know we all had. Very busy schedule this Friday. I wanted to make an announcement. Please don't drink and drive, guys. Um, it's Friday. And, um, you know, and uh, Brianna, um, I hope that you have a beautiful weekend. Oh, and I wanted to make an announcement really quick for, for, um, for, uh, I'm trying to bring it up here, about something really quickly here. I'm bringing it up on my page. Um if you're in and you're you're not far from Georgia, it's only two hours away, right? Yeah, not too far. Mm-mm. Yeah, okay. Well, um, both uh, Spencer's and my friend Ava Lee Stewart and Brooke Robinson are having an art show tomorrow night called mm-hmm. Views from the Moon Art Show, and it's in Georgia. It's at the King Plow um, Museum, I believe. I'm looking here. Um, it's called Views from the Moon Art. It's at uh, King Plow, and that's in Marietta Street in Atlanta, Georgia. And it's tomorrow night from 7 to 10. And uh, it's all about art experiences, um, you know, on abstract paintings of the moon. And uh, there's also going to be some performances being done there um, and wine tasting and a few other people. So it's going to be kind of cool in Atlanta. So. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds there. kind of fun, huh? Yeah, Lisa. I know she's always doing amazing things. You love yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Lisa wonderful. You, oh, that's right. Aren't you going to be on her um, series? That she's gonna, yeah, Brianna's going to be interviewing a Love doing? Look Listen series. Yeah, she's going to be. Mm-hmm. I brought Brianna onto that, and she they, she's going to be on one of those Nashville artists being interviewed by Lee and nice. Brian Ashley Jones, you know, that we know. So mm-hmm. that'll be a big thing, too. Right, Brianna? That's going to be cool. Yeah, that is so cool. Oh, you I'm guys are so excited about that. I know. You guys are so awesome helping everybody out and keeping the music going. And just what you mm-hmm. guys are doing, it takes a lot of time, and everyone appreciates what you're doing, just keeping the music oh, alive. We try to do that. We try to do that. You do do well, that. Well, thank you, you guys are so much. Yeah, thanks thank a lot. Thank you so much. And um, I want to thank um, everyone again for listening today. It's Friday again, and we're going to play a really great song, More Than Rhinestones. Remember, everyone's a star, and when you look out into that black velvet sky out there, I, I <laughs> loved your description, Brianna. That was great. It was very, very uh, beautiful. When you look out into that 
black velvet sky and you look at that star, just remember, you know, someone else might be looking at that star somewhere else and you just might be making a soul connection there for one moment. So there you go, right? That's right. Yeah, it's beautiful. So with that, we're going to end our show and we'll be back next Friday. Um, I don't believe we have a show next Wednesday. We've caught up, right, on most of the shows. That we had to cancel. It's raining here again, believe it or not, but we didn't have to cancel wow. today. <laughs> yeah, it's flooding <laughs> again, too. <laughs> so, oh, you guys you go. stay but, safe. No, it's, it's all good, though. Um, I'm actually going to go out and take pictures of the rain. So, you know, um, it'll be fun. And it's cold. Oh, we're it's almost mess. too cold. Oh. It's almost too oh. cold to rain anymore. It is, yeah. really, seriously. It, we had hail and snow here the other day, so that was very interesting. Um, in wow. Northern California, yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I know, oh, yeah. I know that um, Nashville just recently got some snow a couple weeks ago, right? Oh yeah, Didn't I wasn't you there just... that day. I think I was up in Missouri when that happened, planting some trees. Yeah, but, yeah. I no? remember Ava called me in the morning. And she said, "Oh my God, it's snowing outside!" And she sent me a picture. It was just all white, and her dog had never seen snow before. And uh, I know it's snowed in New York, in your, right near where you are, right, Spencer? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the thing yeah. is, when it snows here, you know, it's funny. When it snows in New York City, it goes away in two or three days. It's very bizarre. But outside in New York City, it's like, forget it, it's opposite. You know, it's a lot of, a lot of stuff, you know. But New York City, we're very lucky. It, like, goes away. Even if it's a big storm, it goes away in two or three days. It's wild, mm-hmm. you know. That's awesome. Well, with that, we're going to play More Than Rhinestones. And, Brianna, again, thank you so much for calling in today. And uh, to all the listeners out there, thank you again. Please don't drink a drive. It's Friday. And uh, thank you, Spencer. Thank you, darling. And thank, thank you, Brianna. You, and, oh, by the way, wait a minute. <laughs> One more thing. The Grand Old Opry. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Brianna, Brianna told me about this a while ago, which I did not know. The Grand Old Opry is going to be in New York City. We don't know the when, but I'm already on the PR the PR list. They've already sending me different things on it, and and whenever it is, I think we're going to get invited to the opening. So Woo-hoo. that's another Yay. thing. It all has to do with Brianna's album. Oh, <laughs> awesome! I'm excited yeah, for everybody. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to awesome. play yeah. in New York, Brianna. You got to play at the Grand Ole Opry in New York. Oh man, yep, that'd be my honor. Be so I would love cool. it. Yeah, so let's get her awesome. there, and then and then come to California. Okay, after that. Okay. Yeah, that's right. California, okay. you got to play in California. And then to we got to get her a label. Let's find a label. We're gonna find you a label. There's got to be. Awesome. Oh, there's so many labels out there. We oh yeah, yeah. I've been talking to Brianna about that, Holly. I've been talking to Brianna, right, Brianna? I've been talking to you about cool. that too. Yeah. You got to like. Oh, yeah. 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 The distribution would be really important for you. Get a uh, yeah. hot label. Yeah. And that yep. would be so cool. Let's do it. And today. As we get the great news about Obamacare and all that stuff, <laughs> I <laughs> love it. I love kinda it. Kind of like we want to. Well, I don't want to rub it in too many people's faces because I don't know what anyone's view out there is. They know how I feel, but I just want to say I'm I'm pretty pretty stoked about that. At least we we were able to hold our ground on certain things so far, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and yep. we just hope it, 
Yeah, we just hope everyone stays safe and healthy and exactly and know their love. Exactly. Know their love. I yes, right. I tell <laughs> exactly. I tell everyone, please be aware of your surroundings at all times. And um, you know, again, if you see anything strange, don't be afraid to pick up the phone and call and let anyone know. Um, and also, you know, just be safe and listen to a be- beautiful music. Go listen to Brianna Kidwell's music. Yeah. It's amazing. With that, yeah. let's play more than rhinestones, and uh, I'm just babbling on here. Okay. All right. <laughs> Have a great week. We love guys. that babble, Holly. Yeah, yeah you're amazing. Just, you're such a sweet I'm just spirit. Like, oh, thank you, Brianna. <laughs> you are, too. And I'm just super, I'm super blown away that you're going to do reggae. I mean, that you're, that you're working. <laughs> yeah. That just says a lot that, to yeah. me. No, 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 it really does. It says a lot to me because I didn't know this until you told me, and it just says a lot to me about you on a spiritual level because you know that there's a lot of spirituality that goes into that whole that whole uh, realm there. It's, it's a whole different ball game there, and it's real. It's the real deal, guys. Okay? Yeah. It, it is, is amazing. It's very that's, deep. That's what, meaningful and moving and uh you know um with that here you guys go and uh we'll be uh thinking about you when we hear this song here you guys go yep. thanks that's you're very that's welcome it came. i know from your heart they twinkle like diamonds how the stars can shine they don't need a spotlight to let you know they've fallen from the sky, look into their pictures, how their eyes seem to glow. Will there ever be another to take the stage and be more than
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.